healthcare. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Nearly a two-word review just said, shit sandwich. I will roll the record up to the last minute. That right there is a lot of Welcome back to the Basement Fellow Music Lovers. You are now tuning in to get another exciting adventure with us here on Chunky Glasses, the podcast. I'm your host, Kevin, as usual, and we are through the looking glass, people. We're here on the other side. Uh, we made it. We survived, uh, which we're going to talk a little bit up front on this uh, episode about. Uh, you know, Trump is now our president. The inauguration was hard. Uh, we actually taped this originally. On uh, the night before the inauguration, had some technical difficulties though, and um, and so we uh, we got together this morning. I'm taping this on Sunday. Uh, this morning, had a uh, nice little Bloody Mary bar set up here, and um, to talk about the album we're going to talk about today, Foxygen's Hang. And um, when we first taped this, we talked a lot about how. Um, how hopeless we felt. And I was feeling shared by a lot of Americans, a lot of people around the world. And uh, and it was a feeling that did not get better that Friday after we did this, uh, watching all that. Uh, but then something uh, something unique, something wonderful happened. And that was the uh, Women's March that took place here in Washington, D.C. on Saturday. But more importantly, it took place all around the world. Over 2.5 million uh, people marched in solidarity and um, is the largest protest in American history. Um, so make of that what you will. But uh, what we got out of that was hope again. So even in the darkest hour, um, we can feel good about, uh, maybe feel good about where we're going. So so that's what we're going to talk about up front. Um. I was sort of running support for it, but Eduardo went to the march. Carrie uh, went to the march. And uh, so they've got some some pretty good opinions on it. Uh, and then we're going to get into Foxygen, which is, for my money, one of the best albums of this year. Not to spoil anything. I know the year is young, uh, but it's really a remarkable, remarkable feat from these young lads. So that's our podcast uh, for this week. So it's a little long. Uh, if, if, you, if you just really don't want to hear the politics, go ahead and jump forward. We won't be mad. We won't be mad. But, uh, you know, part of what we do here is about just uh, communicating and talking. And and I know that this made us feel each our own better about things a little bit. And so if you need that, maybe that'll help you. So uh, if you're ready, if you're you're strapped in, if you got your beverage of choice, uh, why don't we head on down to the basement kick things off talking about the um, Women's March right here in Washington, D.C. So angry I used glitter. Yeah. So, so, so good. I did not so see that. It was so There's good. a song? That's so good. Oh, it's a sign. A sign. A sign. sign. One of the signs yesterday was like, so I'm so like, angry yeah, that I used like, glitter. She w
I'm just like, holy crap. You, you, got, you guys ready? <laughs> That's to, awesome. life. That's to, awesome. To get in the twilight zone of things. Uh, you ready. know, we had this whole thing taped. Uh, and uh, and there's pre-inauguration. We got, we got together. There was one other person on that is not on right now, uh, Patrick. But the four of us got together. Myself, with Eduardo, <laughs> uh, Mr. Dowling, and Carrie. I got together and uh, sort of plowed through a bottle of scotch and um, the night before the inauguration. And Friday was one of the worst days I can remember in a very long time. But since we're talking about some lady rock uh, kicking off this week, one of the think the best things of all time happened that Saturday that uh, you went to at Eduardo, Carrie, you were down at. Talking about the Women's March. You were uh, quite the ally with the shuttling and food. And I and- wish somebody had called me. Like I was just like, <laughs> "Come on, call me." I, I didn't get a call. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, but yeah, I did drop Daria off down there and uh, and watch the whole thing on television. Uh, this was the single largest like protest, worldwide protest, like in history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and this happened in a matter of weeks. It was. <laughs> Uh, and it was su- it was such a change from what we've been feeling around here to all of a sudden it was like this hope feeling just watching it. But like you guys down there, like I'll start with Carrie since you are the one woman in, in the room. <laughs> you know when you took you, yeah. you, you took you took your daughter down to this thing, and you know for you and your daughter, these are very these are more regardless of what the three of us think. These issues are like really real <laughs> to you. Yes. Yeah. I mean, speaking as the only one that's not uterine challenged in the room. Um, <laughs> I, actually, you know what? I uh, I did not go with my teenage daughter. Oh. She went with her dad, um, which at first I was sad because I was like, oh, I wish she were with me and we could experience this together. And then the more I thought about it over the course of the day and saw all of the girls that were down there with their dads and all of the girls that were there with their boyfriends and Eduardo was down there with his wife and you took the lady down there to get her settled to make sure that she knew that she was loved and supported, even though I'm sure your spouses know that on a daily basis. Um, It was for me, it was really important that her dad took her down and that they marched together and she saw him uh, get a little teary with uh, little girls up on their dad's shoulders and carrying signs and um, dads that were, had signs that said I'm marching for her, you know, and it's like, it is a woman's March, um, but it's a human March. And so it's the first, it's the most hopeful I have been since um, about two weeks before the election. Um, Because even leading up to the election, I was just, I, there was no winning that election. If Clinton had won, we would still be looking at very, very dark times. We would still be looking at a very dark um, way that the country is going just from how the election turned out and the candidates and how they were allowed to be presented the way that Congress is um, is shaping up. Uh, so to see that many people just in Washington yesterday, and if you were in the middle of the, the you know, the, the doomsday area, which was right down Independence, there was no internet access. There was, they kept telling us to tweet and we were <laughs> right. like, shut up, we don't have any access to anything. I mean, we, I stood there for about five and a half hours with um, one of my best friends from law school and some cousins that I hadn't seen in a long time who drove in from Michigan. We were surrounded by people who were in the same way. Like, nobody wanted to stay in hotels. Everybody wanted to stay with friends. Um, they wanted to connect up with other people and all go down together. We yeah. all went down in a huge group. I saw like chains of 40 people linked together trying to stay together because they just wanted to be mm-hmm. in a community of support. Um, 
And people were actively having conversations about, well, what am I going to do next? It wasn't just like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. Where are we going to go to lunch? It was, what are you going to do when you get home? And that's where I think that the, this march may end up being um, a lot more effective than, you know, the, the downside, the, the, neg- the negative comments have been, oh, well, it's not going to do anything. Occupy didn't do anything and this didn't do anything and all this stuff didn't do anything. That's, I don't think that's true necessarily. Um, I think that it did uh, raise some, some sorts of awareness. But I think you now have a motivated body of human beings who are going back to where they came from. The fact that there were marches all over the country is what I think is going to be the difference. My mom is in Lexington, Kentucky. That march was supposed to have twenty five between twenty five hundred and three thousand people. It had over five. They shut down the entire downtown. The police came out. The mayor came out, and they continued to shut the streets for them. It wasn't that they were telling the protesters shut up and go home. I know there is a counter argument to that. I have seen a lot of the comments online this morning about, well, you know, it's because it's all a bunch of white women, and so they'll let you guys do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. I, I understand that. I, I appreciate that. I know that that is something that is true. I don't think it takes away from the fact that this march was amazing and that it really is going to bring together a, a lot of uh, women who may have felt like they were by themselves. I saw a lot of people out yesterday that have never had any sort of political involvement. I saw a lot of women talking back to, uh, you know, different things. And then just in the last week, I've seen a lot of women actively talking back that have, and then turning around yeah. and saying, I've never talked back before. Um, I went and gave blood on Friday as my little protest for the inauguration in the entire uh place where i was was filled with women and there were a a couple of men in there some who were obviously allies because they wanted to talk about (laughs) i'm not a male oppressor and wanted to make sure we all knew and there were a couple that were sitting there very quietly watching uh one of the tvs and they had one tv set on hd uh or like home and garden and they had one tv on the inauguration (laughs) and uh and it was on fox news and i asked them to turn it off i said can you turn that over to something else and the two of the women applauded and said, yes, turn that over. And then, oh, well, we have to ask permission. And I was like, what do you mean you have to ask permission? You work here. Turn it over. <laughs> and so then one of the girls who was in charge of the TV is like, well, and she looked at the two, you know, middle-aged white dudes who hadn't said anything and hadn't asked to watch the TV. She's like, well, somebody might want to watch it. And I said, well, they can watch it on their phone. I shouldn't have to be subjected to it. I'm asking you as a blood donor to turn it off. And they turned it over. And yeah. it was one of those. And the woman who was sitting next to me on the chair was like, I didn't know you could do that. Right. And I think this march is going to tell a lot of people because I don't feel I still don't feel comfortable doing it. I'm the loudest person I know. And I still don't feel comfortable doing stuff like that. But it's like knowing that we we can and we have to. Um, and that march, I think, showed not just D.C. or mm-hmm. Congress or but it, it showed the world. Well, and I, and I think. One of them have discussed this with you know, Eduardo. Speaking on a lot. behalf of all the ladies, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean that, that's fair. Uh, you know, uh, and I, you know, I've discussed why I didn't go down in March. Uh, a lot of it was because that message that you just said needs to be up front, needs to be in front of everything else, and as much as we as men can be like allies to that and whatnot, it risks like. It risks being seen as a patriarchal move. And I get that, too. Yeah. And uh, so, like, I personally fully supported it, but I was like, I'm, I'm going to – if people are comfortable going down and doing that, that's great. And obviously, they were. that's what it turned out to be so huge. But I think it was so huge because it was, like you said, the first time maybe ever, I don't know, right? Uh, where women just said, 
fuck this. Yeah, they said, fuck <laughs> yeah, yeah. this. We're going to the they street, because it's so and we're going to make an insanely clever it's sign. It's so weird, because, like, y'all outnumber us. Yep. Like, there's, like, there's no, never been any, like, use for, for what, well, you have to talk about different rights. There's never been any use for it, except that, like, dudes are scared. And this, to me, not only spoke to, like, our time's done, I, I think. Uh, you know, I, I, yeah, said, I'll, I, I'll, I'll, I said, I said it, and I don't mean that in, like, in like dudes roll over and just don't be yourself. Nobody, I mean, I said this at the beginning or at the end of last year uh, to Marcus. I said, white, white dudes, you need to sit the fuck down oh. uh, in 2017. <laughs> and, I, and I think that even more, like, oh. now, I think... We saw, and and that question about oh, it was a bunch of white women, and that's why. No, no that's that's legitimate. But to but, your but to I, your I, point, okay, I didn't see you were watching it on TV. Yes, I was only I could oh, it only was white. it was white really? as fuck. Yeah, okay. the whitest. It was white as fuck. But here's really, here's all the of thing. my all of my African American, all of my African American, Latina, and Indian and Asian friends who went to the march yesterday were like. They felt super triggered at certain points because they felt really alienated, mm. almost at like a two or three to one ratio. Okay, I, again, hard, I'm, hard, I'm, right. I'm sitting here talking as a middle aged white woman. I actually where where I was standing, right? And I and I you know and moving through the crowd, right? And I I, I get it. I don't notice color a lot because I am uh, Whitey McWhite, but it's... <laughs> but you're not, though. Listeners, I am see-through. I am so pale. Um, but I... Standing in my area where I was, and I got there at 8.30, I was with my one of my best friends from law school who is half black, half white, and, and she's... But people think she's Hispanic, so she gets people talk to her in Spanish all the time, which is insane. Um, although she does also... She speaks French and Spanish. Yeah. Um, but she, uh, she was with me and, but then my cousins are white, so my cousins were there, and our three friends that were with us were white. We were in an area where it was a majority white, but there were a number of Wait. of uh, different uh, groups of color and and different signs that were written in sp- tons of signs in Spanish around That's me. Beautiful, uh, not being held by white people, being held yeah. by Hispanic people. Um, so, so I can't speak to the whole march. Um, so I don't really know like where to where to put that. But I did notice that the majority of the speakers were of color. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's a there's a fascinating thing. Um, it's a it's a thing that you have to think about when you think about the idea that the president of the United States won the election by somehow Jerry, you know, rigging an election so that every two votes for Clinton was four votes for him. But um, you know, that's <laughs> right. neither here nor there. But I mean, in in regards to this, it's the notion that like people that are minorities in this situation feel like it's like eight to one now. Right. Like it's like if you're if you're somehow Caucasian, given that the president, the, the former president was was Barack Hussein Obama. That's important. Like now, the president's name is Donald John Trump, and he's Donald John Trump in every single way that Donald John Trump could be Donald John Trump. Like it's like eight to one. You feel you feel really particularly antagonized. And I heard, and I can I can pull up the text like. All my friends from yesterday were just like texting me over and over and over again. Okay, but, and but, but it's hard. It's hard. I'll, I'll, I'll just make this one last point about it, yeah, though. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think the thing is that there's a need for allyship from white women that get it. 
because there's a lot of white women that didn't get it yesterday and they just recently awoke to this idea of empowerment. But someone like yourself that gets empowerment and gets like the, 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 the necessity of it. Okay, but then I, then I need to take a step back because yeah. what I'm the point that the part that I'm missing is if the march, you know, is is Lily White and you've got little freckles in there yeah. of different skin tones, why weren't more minorities there? I think there's. I, this, I, I just don't know. This, this def- is not a why no, no, you no, show no, no. up. This is no, it's a defeatist <laughs> attitude. It's the attitude of like, okay, well, we put a black guy in power for two terms. We put a black guy in power for eight years, and the idea was like, okay, so next we're gonna have this white woman that's going to, and that's important. We had this white woman that we were going to like allow to do the the work that the black guy started. Right. And she lost, and people are are mad especially minorities because it's like okay so we put the faith in in our future in the hands of white women because there was a white woman that ran and she did not win and there's a belief that some people didn't vote there's a belief that some people were off but it's not true i know that's not true but i but there, there's a notion that she was that that she may have been off putting to some people there's a notion that she may have like and that's and it's hard and, it, and that's but, the I mean, hard but how is that how is that white women's fault <laughs> It's it, it's it's not. And I it's think, not. I, 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 think, I, I don't think I, it I, is, but I think that that speaks well, to where we're at. Yeah, I I, th- I think what I get out of it is that it's not it's not anybody's fault. I think it's just you either, uh, and I hate like I, I do hate appropriating the term woke, but because it's an but, appropriation. But, but but you have to in this case. Yeah, you have to in this case. It's it's just a matter of of people in different phases of life not necessarily getting it like you saw it one way but there could be lots of people that that was their first protest right and then they go out and they understand like oh shit wait uh you know people of color have been doing this for decades not at this scale and instead of police officers saying give me your pussy hat they're getting like shot at. No, no, no. And, that, and and that, I read, I read all those articles this morning, yeah. and there were three, three of the speakers yesterday because I was actually, yeah. I couldn't see the stage. I could only see a portion of a screen, but I could hear the speaker. But three different speakers spoke directly to that. Yes. They said, mm-hmm. "Hey, they did. Yeah. white it, people, yeah. <laughs> we've been, you know, if you want to know how to do this, you all seem at sea. Everybody seems lost. If you want to know how to do this, you need to ask us because yeah. we've been yeah. doing it all along." And I thought that was an excellent point, but. I don't know that that then I have also seen a lot of and I'm afraid I'm going to put my foot because I, I don't know that there's a way to express what what I accurately you, you on might, the spot. You might not need to. Let me, let me go ahead. I It's just. All right. You, you go ahead and then I'll I was see. Say, you might not need to because because I don't think that matters. I think people are going to say that no matter what. I think what matters now is that people listen to that. And don't get threatened by that argument, and, yeah. and don't, and just understand this is this is another part of the world, and you have to, for us to succeed as human beings, we have to interact with all the parts of our world, and I think that's what happened yesterday. It's, but but it's not a matter of you know wake up and realize there's more than you know one part of the world. It is. There are there are different ways that things are being phrased, and I realize that there are a lot of humans, and I'm just going to say a bunch of people. I'm not going to say there are a bunch of white women who say this. Right. There are a bunch of people Everybody who phrase who phrase things really inelegantly, and there mm-hmm. are w- people who phrase things in a way that comes across as insanely aggressive. The fact that most of our mm-hmm. conversations are done through fucking Facebook posts at this point or right. Twitter wars is absurd. I mean, the president speaks through Twitter. 
I'm not talking about him. He is he is absurd on a whole different level. I'm talking about the people who should be who should be coming together to actually get something accomplished. Right. And we're spending a lot of a lot of time attacking one another's tone. Right. Which it's like if if somebody presents something to me and says, Well, you know, I looked around the, the march and it was all white and I felt really triggered, it's like I I'm sorry that happened. I'm I'm deeply fundamentally heart hurt that this society has made you feel that uncomfortable in a group of white people. I I understand that. I can't possibly empathize with it. Right. Other than being, you know, southern and going up north where I got antagonized consistently until I opened my mouth, nobody said anything to me. So it was a whole different <laughs> right. level. I can't empathize with that. But what I can say is that when it gets thrown back and I read it as, you know, how dare all you white women go out and march, it which some people have said, yeah. not everybody. But you can't, uh, I'm just like, yeah, you can't say that. You can't say yeah. that. <laughs> that, puts, that puts my teeth on edge. I'm like, it does. I think, you know, I'm not think, allowed to protest. I think, the, I think here's the craziest part about this whole thing is that this is the beginning yep. of the next thing. The, the 20th was the beginning of the next 250 years of American history. That may be. Like we did. We need it, right? And we have to do that. And we have to hit this point of like, you know, like point zero, right? Where everybody stares at each other. I was talking. I've been talking about it for like two years. I've been writing about this. I've lived in this like since I'm the I'm the asshole that said that like Trump was going to win, and I've had to like you live did, in that. You did call that way I before call anyone that. else. I'm, I know. I'm the jerk that said it, and I'm the black guy that said it too. So you just jinxed the whole country. <laughs> Thanks. I did, I did. Right. I know. I'm the, I'm the fucking worst guy in the world. I understand. I'm gonna punch you in the fucking face. It's all good. You, you can. It's. I totally accept it. It's understandable. As long as you, as long as you sit there in fear that I might do it. Live in fear every day now. But any of it, so it's like we're now at point zero. Where everybody and the one thing I used to say about this, like when it first when I first came to this realization, was like everybody's got to stare at each other, and it's going to be really fucking uncomfortable. Because like when when and when Trump wins, that's the the point when the whole thing just burns down. When like 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 you, you hang fucking George Washington and JFK and everybody in effigy. And the whole thing just fucking burns. Like, America just burns to the ground. And then, like, January 20th, it's like the scorched earth. And it was scorched earth. Like, mm -hmm. look at how many people came to the inauguration. Scorched earth inauguration really happened. Yeah. Like, and then the next day, everybody finally got to stare at each other. It was all women, and it was a beautiful... It was a beautiful moment in this weird postmodern way where, like, the whole earth is burned. The whole earth is scarred, and... Yeah, let's well, devastated, to... and everybody is staring at each other. And a stare isn't a stare necessarily in that situation. Like some people are staring appreciably, some people are staring because they're fucking scared. Some people are staring because they're like, "Okay, I don't like you." Historically, I've not had a reason to mm. like you, but now you are my ally, and I don't know if we should necessarily be comfortable and, and, yet. And that's and that's what I was sort of trying to suggest is that. People, because this came together so fast, the focus was way disorganized. Mm -hmm. People came for so many different reasons, but they all showed up. They all showed up all over the fucking mm -hmm. world. And I mean, it's in, in I'm going to be 45 this year. I've never seen anything like this in my life. It was amazing. I've lived in D.C. for 30 years. I, I went to both Obama inaugurations. 
I have never, and the the first Obama inauguration was the first time I've ever been just like, oh my God, this crowd is just right. too much. Because it was so many people. And it you was the most fun ever, move. though. Yeah. It was yeah. so <laughs> fun. But it was just uh, like, this crowd is right. absurd. I, Yesterday was nuttier, if at all possible. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually kept flashing. So I volunteered at the museum of the National Museum of the American Indian. Because the Suya tribe from the Amazon were coming and they wanted Portuguese speakers. And uh, Tony Seeger, nephew of Pete Seeger, has done a lot of work with this tribe. And they are fucking badass. Like, you don't want to be, you don't want to piss them off if you're in the jungle. Um, and I remember being there, like, you know, within footsteps of the um, Washington Monument as the sun was rising over the mall, standing next to someone from the Sioux Nation. And it was the first time there had been a powwow of that size in this hemisphere and they are marching down the mall, right, toward hmm. the capital, toward the symbol of the thing that exists to deprive them of their land. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's what I kept flashing back to yesterday was just this sense of, like, there's that something is coming due. There's a bill that's coming due. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I saw actually uh, plenty of evidence of um, intersectionality and the awareness of it. And I saw plenty of signs in Spanish um, in, in the part of the crowd that I was in, like there were more people chanting si se puede than like, right. yeah. you know, we're fired right. up and ready to go. It's real tight. Um, it just occurred to me that of the three women I was there with, two of them are not, you know, one was uh, is Puerto Rican, the other one's Asian American. Um, and, uh, and so I saw plenty of positive things. And I, and I, you know, the, I think one of the things that's really going to stay with me, like I'm still kind of absorbing the enormity of everything that happened yesterday. But we stopped. Five hundred thousand women. There were more than that. Yeah, I don't know, it was, sure yeah. Were, was oh, closer to a million. Let's, yeah. just, let's say just, that there were a million women. Yeah. In, okay, so right. I mean, okay, so like the other thing that was awesome yesterday. I don't know if you took, partook in this as well. I, I went out for dinner last night. I like hmm. very consciously was like, I'm going to try to eat dinner in a place that is quiet. And not completely packed to the gills full of people. So somewhere in belt in like green yeah. belt. <laughs> right. So here's what happened. I what what happened was now I started off on Thirteenth and Inn where I live, and I walked all the way up to like Spike Mendelson's hamburger joint in Georgetown <laughs> was the only place that I could find that was remotely <laughs> half packed. Are you in Northwest? Yeah. Okay. So I walked literally 35 blocks of Washington D.C. to find a place to just eat dinner last night where I could be like semi alone. We had the, I went, we Whole had the same Foods thing. Was packed. Yeah. Everything. Oh, it's Whole Foods. Well, I saw. And there's a bunch of white people in town. Of course, yeah. Whole Foods is packed. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Marcus. So, it was crazy. so on our on our walk back um, back up here uh, from the mall, um, we stopped off to get some Peruvian chicken right off of North Cap and. Right. Um, and uh, and my wife was paying for it, and I watched um, uh, the, these two older white women who had obviously been to the march uh, be approached by two black women uh, who said, you know, I think they'd had to work. I mean, this is you know, this is this is one of those things about privilege, et cetera, et cetera. I think the two black women had had to work that day and they hadn't right. been able to go to the march, and they were asking the two white women how it went. And and I was so tempted to kind of like just because I was still kind of buzzing from all of the love and the, and like I wanted to join their conversation. And I quickly realized, like, oh, actually, this is one of those times I'm supposed to shut the fuck up and let them talk. They didn't ask you. Um, they did, right, right. I had, I had, you know, other other than to say, like, you're all awesome. But, but, but watching watching those two sets of women who probably wouldn't have talked under normal circumstances start to compare notes and to say, you know, was it big? Was it crowded? We were, you know, we saw it on TV. It looked really packed. Is something going to happen? Are we going to do something with this? And I heard, you know, and they all basically said some version of something needs to happen now. We need something else, right? 
And it was just this, it was just, it, it was an incredible moment. And it's like a very small part of my memory of the day, but it's, it's seared in there. It's just this. We, we ended up walking cause I, my cousins were in from out of town and I wanted to, and I was like, Oh, let's just walk up to Cap City Brewery and get some beers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'd still be in line if we had tried that, that plan. <laughs> we ended up walking, um, all the way up to U street yeah. before we found a restaurant oh, wow. that had a wait less than two hours and so then we ended up going to um this place called 1905 up on 9th yeah and um it was pretty crowded but they shoved us in and mm-hmm. everybody in there was just talking about like where they had been and and yep. then it was one girl's birthday the entire mm-hmm. restaurant saying awesome. happy birthday to that's her that's awesome and everybody was talking about what are you going to do when you get home it wasn't what yeah. was the best sign or how mm-hmm. how many likes right. did you get on facebook for your post it was people sh- sharing photos from the uh, the rest of the world mm-hmm. and talking about yeah. what they were going to do when they got home that was the part that got me was like that was the part i wanted to say was like Every time I like walked into a restaurant, there was a quiet conversation happening. It wasn't like loud. It wasn't like obnoxious. It wasn't like people like you and it know, was table like, to table. It wasn't yeah. just right. within their own groups. That's was, so cool. Like um, what's the name? Daily Grill on uh, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. which is right down there on Connecticut Avenue. It was like the first place I saw, and um, you know, it's like so like I'm walking by Daily Grill, and there's like literally like. 500 women in the middle of Daily Grill all talking back and forth between tables all pulling out their phones all sharing information like getting emails exchanging business cards like Let's, we're going to make this thing happen. Like this is going to be a cool thing that we're going to do. I changed numbers with someone in the in a diner this morning in Fairfax, Virginia, because we went out this morning and right. we, and we were all talking about it. And my daughter had been with her dad, so we yeah. were listening to her talk about what happened with her. And that was another thing is that it's the first time that I've listened to her experience of something like that without me being there, right. and without my viewpoint, you know being on top of what whatever she would have had to say yeah so we were listening to her talk and then the table next to us as they were leaving they were like yeah wasn't that just amazing yesterday and we said yeah it was it was pretty incredible and they said well we gotta we gotta drive back to ohio today and i said well they're driving back to michigan today so they were comparing like road notes and what it looked like on the way down everybody ended up changing phone numbers we all were like switching photos back and forth and it's and then i've already gotten like two texts from the people on their way to ohio uh, about like what they've seen on the road. That's the good stuff right there. So, that's, yeah. that's awesome. Okay, yeah. so I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna say something, and I've been like trying to like figure out if I should say it or if I shouldn't say it. Like you're gonna help me out here, Carrie. Maybe. Okay, you're gonna help me out here. <laughs> if I can, you're more okay. eloquent than I am. <laughs> so, so, so I'm, I'm far, far from. But um, okay. So I'm gonna say this, and like I need this because you're you're a woman, and this is a man to woman thing that I'm gonna feel really <laughs> awkward about saying. So I'm just going to say The fact that you can get that sentence out without it feeling awkward means you're (laughs) off to a great start. Okay. So there's a thing, and I was raised by all women as well. So there's a thing about women that I've noticed in the sense that as a gender, for the most part, I've noted that women can get together and have a conversation and do a thing and follow through Better than like a group of guys can because a group of guys just presume because of our like, you know, like inherent like masculinity and the fact that we tend to like run things or whatever that things are just going to happen. Whereas like I've noted from like my mother to my grandmother to my aunts to like, you know, women have dated, whatever, that like when women get together and decide that they're going to do something that the level of follow through that women have with other women is 
actual and real and you follow through until the thing is done which makes me very hopeful about what happened yesterday because one million women got right. together at yep. the same time to decide to do one thing i looked at that crowd it looked like 1.5 million to me yeah okay yeah <laughs> that was a joke so was I'll i, so was I, so was I, I yeah, I mean, it was five million right um it was five million <laughs> uh yeah so i i much as I want to make some smart-ass comment, I do think that that is basically right. <laughs> um, in part because, and I, I will say, it's because women gossip. Whereas you guys, if you get pissed off at somebody else that has a differing opinion in your group, you're like, fuck that guy. And then you just like stop doing whatever it is you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> Whereas women are like, yep. women will get on the phone and call one of their friends and go, can you believe her? Oh, my God. And then they'll keep doing whatever it is they're supposed to be doing. Right, it's right, like they right. don't let an interpersonal problem derail the project. Yeah. They'll just hate each other by the end of the project, but that project will be done. Right. Because I I, I, I said this upstairs when we were talking, because there are a ton of women that were standing around me that I was annoyed as fuck with after five hours, but I didn't punch any of them in the face, and we all <laughs> left friends once we started walking. It's like I can agree with your purpose, and I don't have to like you as a person. Right. And that's where I think we all need to kind of understand. I, I mean, t- just for example, not to uh, not to pimp out my lady, but <laughs> look, look up Daria that's Hall. That's a very look, patriarchal yeah. thing to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look up Daria Hall on the internet. Real talk. She's look up Daria amazing. Hall on the internet and <laughs> and think about all the obstructionists that we had in Congress, all the dipshits who think that Common Core doesn't matter. She has gone up against all of that. And is one of the people like literally at the front lines trying to make sure your kid isn't a dumbass. And she's got no, an uphill battle because a bunch and, of your kids and, are yeah. dumbasses. And beyond that, <laughs> Donald Trump said your kids were dumbasses on the dials on the yeah, yeah, on the but, 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 but beyond that, she has dumbass. to put up with my dumbass. <laughs> and you guys know I'm dumb as fuck. I, mean, I am just not like it is a head scratcher. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I can, should not be allowed out in public, but. She does all that and just continues on. And has the best heart and just the biggest brain and is just an absolutely fantastic person. And that's that's in part, I think, because she's a woman. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to no, suggest that. I'm serious. I, I don't know. I, I just don't know people like that who are men. I know people who do a lot of good work, but I don't know people like that. I'm going to suggest a modified sign-off for this episode, which is to be good to the women in your life and be better sure. in your ears. Yeah. One of the speakers the- yesterday, uh, one of the men, and I can't, I can't remember which one it was, but he, he started in and it was like his, his, his message was fantastic. And then he was like, men, I'm talking to all of you out in the crowd. We need to stand up for our women. We need to protect our women. We need to do all this stuff for the women. And he kind of went on to a point where a lot of women were just like, shut up. We don't even mean to do that. Yeah, but, and he closed it with, and, but he, but he saved it because he, or he, he brought it full, not saved it. He brought it full circle by saying the reason we need to do that is because the man I am and the man you are is because of the women in your life. And it was like, okay, that's all right then. <laughs> yeah. We'll yeah. take yeah. it. I, you know, the closer we can get to removing, doing it for, right. And to doing it with, Mm-hmm. And the closer we can get to that, the better off we'll be. And uh, Patriarchy we could, we, I, I know, dicks. I know, Marcus, you look like you have something to say, but we we got to yeah. talk about some music. So, no, it's good. I'm not going to so, say anything else. Uh, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm eating a pickle. That's what I'm doing. Oh, excellent. Yeah, my buddy, man. <laughs> but, but so, so that happened. Uh, I think, I think what Eduardo said. You know, be good to the women in your life. Be better to the women in your life. Just, you know, beyond just being good. And and, and look, go look at videos of this thing. 
Be inspired by this every day. Make it happen. Make it happen. Make it happen. There's 12 million women on the national mall. Because (laughs) if us down here, I think, can get turned around from being literally hopeless to having hope in the in the space of a day, like. We've, I, we've moved from Scotch to Bloody Marys. It's a much I, more hopeful drink. It's, I, I tweet, I, it's morning in the basement. <laughs> I, I, I tweeted out uh, something. juice um, in here. I, I guess Mike Birbiglia was was down here. He's a he's a playwright. He's a movie director and comedy writer. Do you know who Mike Birbiglia is? Yeah, yeah. Go look it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess he was in Get DC and he, and he was d- viewing the protest from like a uh, from up on one of the rooftops. Uh, which in DC, if you don't know, the roofs are the rooftops are low, so you, you actually get a good overarching thing. And I retweeted his thing, and it was a view of of the marches, sort of wide angle and everything. And 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 I was just like paraphrasing, like in case you're wondering, this is what real power looks like. Yeah, and that's it's an alt camera, huh? It's an alt camera, <laughs> alt camera. But uh, all right, let's talk about some music. <laughs> Hang. The first time I heard that damn song, I mocked it. Now I cannot stop just fucking wrecking my dome to this shit. That is, uh, like I said, we, we mentioned it. It's uh, Sam France and Jonathan Rado. They're from Los Angeles. They have five albums to date now. This is their first album in a proper studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, their album before this and Star Power was, was shite. I, I, I'm okay saying that. I've revisited a bunch. Uh, you know, they had a bunch of help from uh, Trey Pollard and uh, Matthew E. White, which is Space Bomb down in Richmond. Mm-hmm. So everything is converging there. Like, uh, who is it? Natalie Prass is from there, and she's yeah, pretty good. But uh, Ryan Adams did a lot of work in there. They're starting to be, like, super in demand. Our, our friend Phil Cook works with them a lot. A lot. Uh, features, as you heard, a 40-piece symphony orchestra. Yeah. I mean... It takes drugs to, to achieve that. <laughs> and as they point out, no computers were used in the process of, of making hangers recorded and mixed entirely on two-inch tape. Uh, before I turn over this to, to one of you guys, I want to say it is – I don't think in, in the scope of the universe, uh, uh, it's not, not coincidental that this album – comes out right as uh, Andre comes back in the country. <laughs> so, uh, 
Uh, Gary, I'll, I'll pass it to you then. Uh, I'm, I've got just a, a few quick notes. I know you guys have lots to say about this album. Um, I do think that this uh, it, it's a very full, <laughs> kaleidoscopic sort of um, an effort. Uh, I really liked um, 21st Century um, or the Ambassadors. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, did not like their follow up to it. Sounds like it. the Stones. Yeah, um, and the and, but it yeah. also sounded a lot like Tim and uh, the old Tim Impala, and then oh, you could see I where think... both of them have diverged. Um, like one has gone one way, and one's kind of gone the other. Uh, this, from I like this album. It is slowly growing on me. I've had you know additional time to keep listening mm-hmm. to it after I was sad when I listened to it at first, and now I'm a little more hopeful when I listened mm-hmm. to it this morning on the way over here. And um, I noticed a lot more notes and a lot more uh, things that I can like wrap my brain around. But in general, the kaleidoscopic version of it is still a little bit too much for me. Right. I really do wish that they had um, cut like the top third of it off and just I, focused it, on. The... It'd be twenty minutes long. I don't mean cutting additional songs out of it. I mean out of every you, song. You mean take the bombast out? Take take uh, take something out. Yeah. It's for for well, for my lady brain. It's too much. Um, it's too much. Too much dong in my face. <laughs> <laughs> It's beautifully put together. There's a lot of stuff that, that really does work. I feel like it gets lost in the mess mm. um, because you could, you could definitely – this and then it, I, I was comparing it to um, the Lemon Twigs, uh, which yeah, just yeah. came out, and they're actually on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but their, their debut album, uh, Go Hollywood, is also very short, and it, but it, it's about two-thirds of the mess of every song of this. And, I, and for right. me, it just works better. Like that's, it's a better – um, collection of sounds that go on top of each other versus a lot of this seems to be we've got a 40 piece orchestra let's use all 40 pieces of it <laughs> well uh, go ahead Marcus. yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, there, there's like tell me why i'm wrong i'm not gonna tell you why you're wrong actually <laughs> Carrie. We've, we've... i dare you <laughs> god god you just you just won't let it you won't let quit, will you <laughs> Anyway, so um, <laughs> moving on. Uh, th- three things here. Number one, uh, there was a time in rock and roll where like you had to take a lot of drugs to really like an album. Um, I think that's a, a thing and, that, and probably to make one, right? And to make yeah. one, and that's important. <laughs> when you're here. putting out four albums a year and such shit. Done <laughs> right, <of drugs>. yeah. <laughs> that's important. I think that's important. Is that there's this like reclamation of like classic rock aesthetic that makes this record really, really fun. Not that it's great, but it's fun. How do you, how do you differentiate that from pastiche? Okay, so, because this is a real this is a real issue with. Okay, so I think pastiche, people liking this album is going to be a problem. Pastiche is using a ten piece orchestra to do what a forty piece orchestra can do. Like, so it's commitment. It's commitment. It's saying full commitment. It's saying full bore. We're going to be you know like like Led Zeppelin recording an album in a castle. Like we're going to do that. <laughs> we're going to like do the most or a grain silo. Right, Eduardo. Yeah. You want to talk about Led Zeppelin? I'll, I'll, I'll pass on that. <laughs> like we're going to do like they. Okay, They're so doing a full soundtrack for a Tom Hanks movie. Right, so, wow. <laughs> wow. So, so, so Foxy decided, uh, Foxy did it, it's not that they decided, they were gifted the opportunity to mm-hmm. record the most ideal record they could record. It's like, okay, here's mm-hmm. some money, guys. Now we're going to get like 40, a 40 piece orchestra and a bunch of your friends, and you're going to get to like do the one record that you always wanted to do. And I think that's one of the great standout things about the album is that like every person who ever decides to sit down and create, and they are good at creating at least once, like yeah. demonstrably good to the level where you're like, okay. And I, I said this before about 
Kendrick Lamar, like we did, uh, like, you know, when Kendrick Lamar does um, Good Kid, Mad City, mm -hmm. and you're like, okay, you are demonstrably great at the art of rapping and at the art of hip-hop culture. So, like, the next time we let you into the studio, we're going to give you, like, full access to everything. Bring all your friends and bring all of their ideas and sit mm -hmm. in the studio and make, like, the best record you can make. And that's the thing that, like, another human has to decide. Like, okay, I really like your music to this point where you could do this. So that's what happened here is, like, somebody's like, Foxygen. So drugs were involved. Oh, all the drugs. All of them. I'm not denying <laughs> Across that. Across the board. Right. So it's like, okay, I, I like Foxygen enough to, like, fund them and 40, and 40 of their friends getting into a studio right. and just blowing it the fuck out. I, that's what happened. I agree. It's an incredibly fun album. Uh -huh. You... You might, not know what to, you might not know what to do with it, but at the end of that 30 minutes, you, yeah. you're definitely like, what the hell is that? Because <laughs> right. you're not thinking, oh, I'm so angry. I mean, you can't be angry and listen to that. No, you can't. It makes you, it makes you happier as a person. You're just like... Or just confused. I mean, it's one or the other. <laughs> especially if you grew up like... I mean, there's... I mean, okay. So there's a lot of people who listen, who listen to this record who didn't grow up loving rock and roll. Like loving. Like one day getting up in front of mm -hmm. all of your teddy bears and performing... <laughs> Or a rock concert. Not that I what, did Are you that. asking for a friend? Today, <laughs> today in a very telling podcast. Dear, dear Penthouse, this never happens to me. But. Yeah, but not that I ever did that in 1989. Right. To Bon Jovi. And to Guns N' Roses. My sister's hand-me-down Care Bears. Death Leopard. <laughs> Man, I didn't Nailed it. I didn't know the system, man. So I just like had all them myself. Anyway, I was giving you an out, man. Thank um, you, I appreciate it. But no, I mean, if you, but if you did that, and you listen to this album, you're like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, like this this record will just make you do that in a way that like few albums will ever make you go. In the first like 45 seconds where you hear a track, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, and name 47 bands like off the top of your head. Yeah. Right. There's a weird. I have a weird kind of. Uh, somewhat left field uh take um to build on to your uh you know performing in front of uh, teddy bears and it's been uh, done oh yeah no 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 it, it has been it has been uh but um so um you know the way the uh, um who are when these the sissies <laughs> Gary? man what is this is this no a younger generation no longer a safe space here damn okay because it was a safe space 10 minutes ago <laughs> okay <laughs> So, um, so I think one really fun test for an album is like, is there enough going on in the music that you could picture the Muppets doing a really awesome, like Muppet yes. band playing this? Like, are there enough different things happening that they could cut to like, you know, and, yeah, right. Exactly. And there is, there is absolutely like, like this album sounds like it was produced and, and recorded by the craziest kind of darkest, weirdest Muppets band ever put together. Or just Camilla. Um, yeah, it's yeah. just Camilla. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, Camilla and Camilla, Camilla, like, Camilla and Animal, that's it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's, yes. Um, to, to that point, uh, I want to say, because your point is 100% valid, Carrie. It is a very dense album. It is it is using everything you, you have at once on that track. On the next track, Avalon, uh, Mrs. Adams, you know, it's, it's taking us into a space of... of uh, theater that we haven't seen in rock for a while. It's it's it. It's like a soundtrack, basically. Yeah, it is. For... But the one thing uh, I want to play real quick now, a snippet of which is I think it's their new single, which is hilarious that this is a single. Uh, it's the song, it's, brother. Yeah, it's it's the song America, and and you're gonna hear all this, and then a little later we're gonna play the one point on the album when they back off this. But uh, this is America. 
Just another wish, just another dream, just a witch who comforts you when you're dying. When you're dead Oh, America Oh, America Is like you were saying about it. That's a fucking soundtrack. That, that is a, or did you say that, Carrie? I said that. Yeah, that's a fucking soundtrack. That is, and as somebody who grew up with an equal balance of classic rock and like Broadway soundtracks in my house, like it's it's like this weird combination. That at now in 2017, why the fuck would I want to listen to this? But I can't stop listening to it. Well, it if, if you're sad and you don't really get this song, just close your eyes and envision a 40-piece orchestra and envision them in, like, uh, <laughs> symphonic clothing. So they're wearing, like, nice outfits, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and they have had showers and baths. And then imagine the guys from Foxygen, like, all strung out and super skinny, <laughs> standing in front of them and singing that, like, while they're playing the all the instruments. And it just will make you... If you don't laugh, then you're probably dead. They've talked in interviews about... Um uh, and I forget who dug this interview up, but they uh, um, they keep comparing themselves to Steely Dan and saying that they sort of showed up and they got to play like Fagan and Becker in the studio and just kind right. of let these good musicians do their thing. But they also said something which only a person who does a lot of drugs would ever think to say, which is that uh, they were like, yeah, I mean, we just wanted to do something that sounded like it was from the 1930s, but filtered through a very glamorous 70s band, like an arena rock version of like tin pan alley right. vaudeville or something i think that actually is spot on yeah yeah <laughs> the clarity of drugs apparently well, I mean, it, it's certainly mining some history i don't know if it's yeah, a history it's a that of... like most people would know or even appreciate but <laughs> I, you, when you talk about a band like this you know brought up the word pastiche and, and i thought their the 21st century album was a lot of pastiche it was good pastiche it was a band recently we talked about that was all straight Pestiche. It was mm-hmm. last year, but I think we came down. God, I'll have to look it look it up. It can work. It mm-hmm. can work. This though, I think, is beyond the commitment. Is something else. It is deranged. It is not. <laughs> it, is. it is not what anybody with good sense would think of. But more importantly, it's not some what somebody who gives a fuck about the industry would think of. And that's right. super important in 2017 because there's no way for them to win. There's okay. So except by doing this, yeah. the thing about the industry that's great is that like everybody's literally trying to figure out one way to make one cent. That's, that's where we are right now in the music industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, it's all about like, how do we literally make a penny? And, and, and <laughs> the idea of making a penny is like, it, it could take any great number of forms. But the great thing about this record is that like nobody in this record stopped and said, 
how are we making any money? Because somebody was literally flushing money down the toilet yeah. to like make this thing happen. And that and that's like and that's an important thing to think about just in general about 2017. That's why I'm glad this is like one of our first records we're talking about this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're gonna watch so many people flush like exorbitant amounts of money down the toilet to make amazing art this year. So like this is the beginning of like just the gold rush of like astounding records where you're just like I can't believe they did that. Well, even think about like records where people like are trying to look back at a certain time and emulate a certain time. I mean, he, dude, he is straight ripping Bowie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, straight ripping Bowie, which timely. I mean, to be quite honest, yeah, yeah. I mean that, that and 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 appreciated. But think about all the people that do that and then water it down and don't make it ridiculous. Like there is something we we don't talk a lot about in the music that we enjoy and we listen to, but rock and roll inherently is fucking ridiculous. Yes, think about Poison. Think about any, all the hair metal. <laughs> poison, Bon Jovi, fucking Def Leppard. The guy had one fucking arm and still went out. And rock. <laughs> That's fucking ridiculous. But people, this is this is what adore we it. do. Adore it. And, and, I, adore and it. I hate to give him credit for this, Father John Misty. Yep. You can like, give him credit when it was due, not where it was due, because it was due on that on, on the first album, on, on, on Fear Fun, yeah. But also, yeah. I mean, also Fleet Foxes. Yeah, 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 for sure. But but he is, if he made this album, I wouldn't be surprised either. But he hasn't. Well, <laughs> so, I would, if he made if if this had his name on it, how, what would you think about him? I'd be confused that he made it because I heard his last album. Right, but but it's no more shite than their last album. I mean, I mean, I I think I would. I like, find his last I think album I would like way it the same more because I think I was I was actually and you're talking about expectations and I think I was more predisposed to not like this, especially concerned. So the first time I heard it, uh, our, one of our friends uh, from uh, Pitchfork and Bandcamp like sent it to me and said said, "Oh, this is so terrible." That's not a good impression of me either, but uh, I can't do one. Um, but but that's, that's that's just me laughing. But and I've, I've talked with him since, and he's listened to it since, and he's like, "No, it's, it's just terrible." And I'm like, "Come on, dude!" And you're like, "What if there's another answer? What if there's an alternative? What if there's what if there's an alternative answer?" <laughs> God, I have to use that it's technique. Alternative answers. <laughs> any answer? What if there's another answer? Yeah, it is. Um, it's God. It's an album that um that that like. So the amazing thing is that for being as dense as it is, it's over in 32 minutes. It mm-hmm. kind of tells a story. Um, and it's not a happy it? story. It's not uplifting, right? So, and and they've said that they think that the song "Trauma" should be the kind of the the main character drowning, and that that that's what the sort of the long mm-hmm. symphonic fade out is supposed to be. And then they have a coda with um, I'm blanking on the name of the last song, but uh, rise up. yeah, rise up, which is sort of saying you know it's up to you to fix your own problems totally. and uh, or Jesus <laughs> or. White Jesus? White Jesus. White Jesus. Yeah. Okay. It has to be white Jesus. There's, yeah. <laughs> On the cross. Blue-eyed blonde Jesus. Uh, I call him Nazi Jesus. Bless him. <laughs> Alt-right Jesus, he prefers. Just so you <laughs> <laughs> But your point is... Neil is, uh, Jesus. Is what? Is, uh, um, is just that I think it's, uh, like... Uh, the thing about Father John Misty that doesn't work is that is that there's uh, he always has kind of like a ramshackle quality to what he's doing. I don't mm-hmm. I don't think he values technique and precision enough to do something like this. And 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 if I you know uh, the jump from 21st century to this um, is just like I enjoyed 21st century, but I also thought that's a band that's never going to blow me away. They're never going to put together a masterpiece right. and just kind of completely blow my mind. And uh, obviously, I stand corrected. I mean, so. I mean, and, and so so that as we start to like wind this down because. 
Carrie has to be places, important <laughs> places. Uh, you know, don't you blame this? I'm not blaming it on me. you. I, I, I have a new we, commitment. Actually, this March yesterday, I, much like uh, somebody who's pa- much look, smarter than Packers, me said, I have a commitment to timeliness. The Packers are on in fucking <laughs> ten minutes, so <laughs> me too. And there and there are remnants of the patriarch of the patriarch <laughs> out there that need smashing. So yes. Gary needs to go do that. Uh, <laughs> but but to that, you know, uh, people have tossed around the idea of this is this may be their masterpiece, and I, I honestly I am not. Uh, it might just be a masterpiece. I'm not inclined to disagree. Yeah. I, I don't know any album that I've heard since we've done the site. There's so specifically like fucked with my head <laughs> in a good way to where I hate it. Then I love it, but then I don't care. And then I, and I keep coming back to it. And, and no matter what it keeps entertaining. And I think it needs to be said one of the main reasons of that is it's 32 minutes long. Mm-hmm. If this was an hour-long record, if this was an nope. hour-and-a-half-long record, despite all the bombast and all the bloat and all the mass, like, it, I don't think it could, it, it would have burned. It burns out, like, it would be, so it'd be, fast. It'd be a Mr. Bungle album, basically. This is and, like lighting the fuse and yeah. just fucking running, and it just explodes at the end, and you're out, and then you move on with your day. Yeah. yeah. A fireworks show that lasts over 30 minutes, and people are just like... <sighs> yeah. <laughs> It's like standing in, in, in the march for five and a half oh hours, right? Yeah, five and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> what? But, um, <laughs> I've never seen you use as many ends or exclamation points or just oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. all caps, different fonts. <laughs> well, no, that, that goes back to like on a podcast where Paul was drunk and uh, we were talking about 21st century. And, and, and he came, and the first thing out of his mouth, he's like, he, uh, we're like, what are we talking about? And Paul's like, boxing jazz! <laughs> <laughs> yeah! <laughs> but that's actually, I think, how, especially now, how you have to pronounce their name. Yes. Like, yeah. this is not, this is. <laughs> it comes in its own font. Like, <laughs> just like that time that Prince changed his name to like, whatever the hell that was. Like, and sent the font to all the outlets. Right. Yeah. It's laughable that they're they're playing the 930 Club for this, for multiple reasons. Because, like, given their history, the tour ain't going to make it to the 930 Club. <laughs> I hope the fuck it does. But come it's on. It's going to be the best show. Like, it, but. Like who's gonna show up? Who like <laughs> which, which band is gonna show up? What audience is I'll, gonna I'll put show it like up? This. this is one of those times where like you're happy that like the music industry is completely disrupted because there's some really, really ostentatiously rich person that was like Foxygen. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they are funding the record and they're probably funding the PR. But that's what I'm that's what I'm saying though. And the whole thing. So they might not have any worries, but literally like I'm going to be at this show. Oh mm-hmm. me too. Like, you know you know what's scarier than just Foxygen on its own is Foxygen without a single con- concern or worry about responsibility. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I mean if they've got if they've got well, a Foxygen sugar daddy is a good entity I mean, like in like, the world. Foxygen is just like Fuck it, we've we already have, had this thing paid for. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And we haven't asked the most important question, what is a foxygen? Is this some sort of new life form? I will that say we... it's a really great name. I mean, that, that even before yeah. I heard a single note they ever played, when I saw that, I was like, that is Because you read it, and in your head, you're like, <laughs> I, was like I did. I was like, that is good. There's going to be some, there's some poor, poor Rolling Stone writer that's some junior writer that's going to have to ask that question, or some band camp writer <laughs> who might be sitting in this room and might have to ask that not question. Band camp. <laughs> Lord. Never that. Band Never. camp will not abide. <laughs> my editor will not abide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm my editor. How you doing? Um, but no, it's like, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, this is one of the good victories of where the music industry is headed. Yeah. Like, 100% agree. You're going to have a lot of like really terrible things that are going to happen this year. Like, again, I'll point it out because I'll point it out to everybody. Taylor Swift's making a rap record. <laughs> 
Yeah. For which I am incredibly excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be either amazing or terrible. It's going to be Eduardo terrible. Eduardo is but, great for us. It's I'm, grateful I'm, I'm to have excited. something to talk about. <laughs> and we're, we're going to talk about it. Right, right. And that's going to happen. And in the same breath that Taylor Swift can make a rap record, there's some really, again, ostentatiously rich person in the world that's like, Foxygen. Let's make it happen. <laughs> And thank God for that, because that we need more of that in the world. Is, well, there's 8 billion people in the world, so that's two of them. Is this, right. uh, to, the, to that point, is this Trump's fault? Is it He just broke people so badly that they were like, fuck it, man. Yes. This, those yeah. guys, Foxton, let's go. Yes. Everybody <laughs> fucking van. We got it. 37 million women were on the National Mall yesterday. <laughs> what if they, if they, they were all, all white? <laughs> yes. They were pissed off. So that's the, so that's the uh, thing. It's like... Everybody's actually standing and delivering. And uh, if that's yeah. any sort of like, you know, this notion of like where, where we're headed, like if everybody stands and delivers in 2017 mm-hmm. and like does anything that's like remotely close to this record, like it's, it's good, good, good listening. Yeah. 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 So, so uh, what are you going to do with it, Marcus? I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll stream the shit out of it. We don't stream anymore. It's buy, try, or pass. Oh, wow. Okay. It is yeah. 2017. Damn it. Okay. I'll, it is a I'll, new regime. I'll, I'll say, I'll, I'll say, okay. So like, I myself personally, I'll try it. But if if I were like if I were not a music journalist and I had to like actually spend money on music, yep. I told people to buy it. Okay, so it's a buy it. It's yeah, buy it. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's absolutely buy it. Yeah, it's absolutely you didn't answer buy. the question, Kellyanne. What would you do with it? Yes, what would you tell question. other people to do with it? <laughs> Is that an alternative? Jesus, fact? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, okay. I'm going to buy it. Are you going to buy it? I am. Fuck yeah! I came around. No, no. I said last time oh, I was going to buy a bunch of drugs and buy it. Now I think we're going to buy it straight. Yeah, and here's the alterverse. This is the second time we've taped this. Oxygen is so nice. You got to tape them twice. Eduardo. Yeah, I think follow the leader is like gonna like I think in ten years I will still be putting on follow the leader and just right. and it'll fucking amp me like I'll be like skip, when you've worn skip out the all your Wilco I have, records I have follow the leader <laughs> and to be clear once you get past that line once you get past cringing at it follow the leader the leader is you once once you get over that hump mm-hmm. so good and celebrate that instead <laughs> yep. of instead of being like oh my god that's terrible. Yep, this it's album, just this album for you. It's just flip the switch, you know. Yep, like, like, you can uh, accept that, that line. Accept that the into your heart. The rest of it just opens up like a uh, beautiful yeah. flower. Tune in and drop out. Yeah, that's that's actually really really what it is. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna buy the fuck out of this. I can't even. Uh, my attention span is shit lately, but 32 <laughs> minutes, man. Like all if. I just need to feel better. I can come down here and do it. Yeah. And if like, you hate the Eagles, you only have to listen to like 15 minutes of it. Yeah. <laughs> Turn the whole second half yeah, off. Well, we didn't talk about that, but it definitely goes into like Eagles territory. Yeah, yeah. Outside from Meatloaf, David Bowie, fucking uh, Harry Wilco, Nilsson. Wilco, Wilco. 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 Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an amazing record and, uh, and one of the first amazing records of 2017. I hope you're right, Marcus. I hope this is... This is where it goes because yeah. that'd be fucking awesome. People can do whatever the hell they want now. Yep. So, Foxygen. Hang. Foxygen! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
kitten. Yeah, Foxy's Hang uh, is out now wherever you like to buy records, as you hear, heard from all of us here. I think uh, I think it was, you know, Carrie. Carrie will come around. Everybody's going to come around to this. This is a remarkable achievement. This is a this is a shot of pure adrenaline to the brain. It is it is ridiculous. It is joyful. It is exactly what we needed at this point in history. Uh, at least exactly what I needed. And that's what we're talking about. So I'll be enjoying that all through the year. I hope you do the same. Uh, that is our podcast for this week because we ran a little long. We're not going to do a track. Uh, next, end of this week, though, we got a cool track for you. Going to play uh, a guy named Sampha. Uh, and that's going to be at the back of our review of Allison Crutchfield's uh, new album, Tourist in This Town, uh, which was originally supposed to run today. I get, get dates mixed up. This, the whole weekend was so disruptive, guys. Um, but uh, but that's our podcast for this week. We thank you for listening. If uh, you are new to us and uh, you like this, and maybe you can you can see it in your hearts to subscribe to us on iTunes. You can leave us a rating there. You can leave comments in the in the comment section. You can email us. Uh, all the email addresses are on the site. My personal email is Kevin at chunkyglasses.com. So if you just want to cut right to the uh, cut right to the core of the thing and, and get in touch with me, good, bad, otherwise, doesn't matter. Answer them all. And um, we're on Google Play. We're on C-Stitcher. We're on SoundCloud. We're on MixCloud. We're pretty much everywhere. And um, we're pretty much going to be doing this all year. Coming up, uh, I mentioned Allison Crutchfield. And uh, after that, we have in the can a, a brilliant conversation about George Michael's faith. I'm not sure when that's coming out. Uh, but we also have... Let's see, we have Japan Droids. We, we're going to be talking about the Priest album. We got a few jazz podcasts coming up, which is going to be wild. Uh, putting together a panel to talk about Princess Parade. We are going to be talking about Ryan Adams' album as we get into February. We got a whole lot of good stuff uh, coming up. So, you know, keep your head high, guys, and uh, you know, we'll we'll get through it all. We'll get through it all, and we'll just keep on keeping on. Um, so yeah, that's it. That's your podcast. Uh, we'll talk to you in a few short days. Until then, be good to your ears, but be better to your people. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> <laughs> Kenobi!